Greetings and thank you for joining us for another episode of Black Business Banter. Sometimes I say business, sometimes I say biz. I don't know, it depends on my attitude. But um, I am your hostess and Zynga Nomo, owner, founder of Afriware Books Company. I thank you so much for joining us today. Today's podcast is going to attempt to pull together Mother's Day and Malcolm X. Mother's Day. The M's are on my mind. Podcast is going to be called Much to Love about Malcolm X. You know, um, his birthday was yesterday, the 19th of May. Oh, what an influence he had in my life. You know, I almost use his... (laughs) almost use him like a litmus test for when I meet people. Excuse me. Almost. (laughs) I don't know. I feel I know something if I know whether you appreciate him. Um, that's definitely a biased, (laughs) biased way to think of things and people. I know that. I know that. But I don't care. I don't care because this giant, this stalwart clarion call that he... Invoked on the world, the divine clarion call, the wake-up call, the way he was able to articulate was monumental. It was earth-shattering. And I forever will pay homage to his memory. And recently... I read the newest book about him. I do want to reference two of my blogs. One is entitled Books by and About Malcolm X, which I spent a lot of time on gathering all of the titles by and about him. There are six by him that are still in circulation. Who knows how many more Um, may end up coming, you know, I'm hoping that more will be coming, you know, just like we recently, um, recently it was announced Richard Wright, you know, um, the family published one of his books that had never been seen before, um, the man who lived underground. I'm hoping that Malcolm X, uh, the family of Malcolm X, will release something. Because you know that he wrote all the time. He had to. All those speeches, he probably wrote them down, right? Even though I don't remember ever seeing him in the videos. Oh, do I wish I saw him in the flesh. Um, In the videos, I don't remember ever seeing him 
look at notes, but I'm assuming that he had to write them down somewhere. Plus, a diary, you know, his diary was released, thankfully, by a black-owned publisher. And I do, um, yeah, that one is, thankfully, still available. Um, And it's on my website, The Diary of Malcolm X. Um, You know, he had to write the diary. So that's someone who writes all the time. So, you know, even if they, I'm, you know, anyway, that's just, I'm putting that out there in the universe. But um, this latest book that I read of his, the, the Dead Are Arising, The Life of Malcolm X by Les Payne, and thankfully his daughter, who her name is escaping me, is because he already passed. Les Payne, journalist, he already made his transition um, before the book was released. And so his daughter had to champion completing that project. And oh, so happy that she did. Because this book, I would put side by side, almost ahead, almost ahead of the autobiography of Malcolm X. And that is because there's so much in this book. Oh my goodness, it was hard to put down, but it's so big, of course, I had to. Um, but it was delightful, delightful to read, especially from someone who loves Malcolm. Now, I don't call that, <laughs> I don't call that bias. I call that wise, right? <laughs> That's wise. If you can appreciate his lyrics, you know, he was masterful storyteller. And so, of course, when the journalist author Les Payne first heard him, that's how the book opens up, he was mem- memorized by him. And I don't even remember what he said he thought about him prior to meeting him. I don't think he said he knew he had a firm, you know, decision about him prior to that point. I'm not sure. Don't put me on the record for that. But he certainly was changed after hearing him. You know, he eyeballed Malcolm. So I I that has, you know, you get extra points to me because you are interacting directly with the primary resource and that's what I always seek whenever I'm reading a book about someone um, you know my first choice is reading their words you know their speeches directly because I have a brain I can analyze it for myself I don't need somebody to tell me anything you know But the next choice is someone who interacted with him or or her directly, you know. And that's, of course, assuming they have some level of appreciation for them. You know, that, I can figure that out too, but I'd rather not fight through that. You see, we get, I think, so used to, this is a tangent, 
Oh, we have gotten so used to the stance that society has put us in where we're just always fighting to for acknowledgement. And so we can spend more time in a book just defending yourself. And I'm like, can we just get to who you are? <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I believe you, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to at least give you the benefit of the doubt because it's it's coming from you. So we don't have to spend that time. And words fighting the oppressor who is not, you know, already, to me, biased against us, you see. Already. So that's just wasted pages and hours of reading to me. But anyway... Um, so I appreciate that about Les Payne, that he had a base level of appreciation. It was much more than base for Malcolm X. But anyway, I, I, I'm seeing that I, um, already adding more into this than I expected. So I might go another five minutes because I still have to bring his mother interview often when when witnessing someone of this intellect and um, articulateness I wonder more about what inspired them and I want to immerse myself in that and so the takeaway that I had from the autobiography of Malcolm was that his mother was crazy, or his mother went crazy. I really didn't have an understanding of who she was prior to that point when, you know, of course, her husband being assassinated, well, allegedly, I'll say, and I won't go into detail, I hope that that piques your interest all by itself to read The Dead Are Rising. But certainly, knowledge of, of the death, I'll say, to use a lighter term, of your husband is enough to send you to a place where you're grieving at a minimum, right? Let alone go crazy. And so I did not, I wasn't even curious about this woman, as I should have been, because after all, she birthed him. So his genius had to come from somewhere. It had to, it didn't come like poof, there it is. No. And when you read this book, The Dead Are Rising, you understand. I did not, I knew that the parents knew of Garvey. But I didn't know that he came to the house. That to me, maybe I missed it in the autobiography, but that is an important detail. And not just casually. That was undercover and that was the only house he went to. You see, so that is monumental. But um, so let me let me get closer to what I wanted to share with you today, 
which is the mindset of the mother who birthed Malcolm. You had to, you have to wonder who else were his parents to bring this genius into the world. And when you read The Dead Are Rising and, and the interview that Les Payne did with Malcolm X's brother, Wilfred, I believe it is. Let me make sure that I have it here. Because, yes. So my second blog article that I'm going to reference now is called Gifts for Black Mothers. And I'm highlighting a book called The Three Mothers, um, which is the mothers of Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and James Baldwin, right? You have to wonder who were the women and the men. Of course, I'm also... Um, curious about that but who were they the mother of course spent the most physical time with the offspring and that counts you know what I'm saying that counts what else goes into that and so after reading the dead are rising I cannot give a higher recommendation for it There is a spot where Wilfred, the the, um, brother of Malcolm X, describes the day that the Ku Klux Klan came for his father. That was the same day Malcolm was in the womb. Now, I know that Malcolm, from the autobiography, you know that Malcolm obviously you know you know the date he was born but you're not paying attention as much to him being in the womb when the Ku Klux Klan came Ku Klux Klan came to visit excuse me visit is not a good word the only word I can think of came to slay the father that's who they were looking for right but the mother met them now let me take you back as the dead are rising take you back they came on horseback they came with torches like in the night so you know They were ready. They had their teeth clenched, ready to string him up on one of those crosses or whatever they did, lynch him. They came ready. But no, what happened? They met his mother. And while they met straight. Let me get the name out here. Oh gosh, why do I keep losing track in my blog? I'm trying to stay focused on the part. Yeah, here it is. Louise Little. They met Louise, formerly Little, while they were looking 
for Malcolm X and his brother and sister's father. They met her. Now, you know what they could have done. When, since they were ready, they could have totally just, hey, we can't find him. We got her and she's got somebody in her belly. We can get two for one, you know? You see what I'm saying? They could have done that, but no, they didn't do that. Why? Why, you must ask. And Wilford explains in great detail the conversation that Louise formerly little had with the clan. Now, if that doesn't whet your appetite, I don't know what will. But basically, she he quotes her. You know that's not in the autobiography. But let me tell you this. Here it is in part. She said when when um I'm sorry. He quotes her in telling the the son Wilfred how to handle races and you know whatever she told him worked because they left her without a scratch i think they broke a window or something like that but they left her without a scratch And she says this in part, and I hope you read the blog, or better yet, buy the book from everywhere, okay? (laughs) Because, hey, you may not have thought of this before, and I would greatly appreciate it showing a little love, (laughs) financial love. Anyway, here's what she says to Wilfred. Wilfred, quote, you can handle, and she's talking about race, racial slurs, in a way where you make them continue or you can let them think they're not hurting you. She would give an example. This is Wilfred now speaking. If you're throwing darts at a dartboard, there's a satisfaction you get when you hit the target When you miss it, you get another feeling, right? You get another feeling. Well, she said, it's the same way with white people when they're throwing darts at you by things they say and do. But if they don't hit the target, then they won't get that satisfaction and eventually they'll quit And usually that's the way it worked. Now, do you hear me now? Do you hear what I just said? Because this is, to me, the heart, soul, crown, and glory of this book. I didn't, this is not in the autobiography, but it is there. Amongst many other details. Many, 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 many. Of course, It's not 100%, but doggone it, it's close enough. It's close enough, and just for this section alone, it's worth it. It is worth it, because this is 
not a crazy woman talking right now. When she said that, no. That was a very smart woman who was using her mind. She was using her mind. Now, don't get better than that. And that's what I'm going to leave for you today. I so appreciate your listening. And I invite you to go to the website, AfriwareBooks.com, A-Africa, F-Freedom, R-I-W-A-R-E, Books, that's plural, dot com. Check out that book, The Dead Are Rising. It's there, as, as well as the blogs that I've mentioned. And, um, hey, I think I'm on a roll. I'll, I'll probably talk with you tomorrow. But in the meantime, y'all have a great, fabulous, fabulous day. Bye-bye. I have to add this um, because I don't think I've quite made this point in the podcast. And that is regarding the fact that Malcolm was present in the womb when his mother was talking to the clan and just using that mental mind magic to turn them around. That was a teaching. That was her teaching him then. And that is why, to me, Malcolm is so cool and calm whenever he was faced with racist um, ideology. He was cool and calm. He kept his, you know, he kept his cool. And he was always able to bring out the facts in the matter. He wasn't swayed easily. And I just, that's one of the many things I love about Malcolm. But I do believe there is a strong connection between the mother's mindset and and that being transferred to him. And that is why he turned out as he did, in part because he was learning it then. So it wasn't new to him as it is to most of us. It's like, whoa, where'd this come from? No, he learned early how to navigate a hostile situation expertly. And I just want to pay tribute to him and his mother and, of course, his father, who um, that could be another podcast, but I'm not going to go on. But um, thank you again for for listening and your attention.